Record covers seem to have punctuated our lives in so many ways. They remind us of where we were, what we were doing, who we were with. They mark our student days, our holidays, our growing up and our coming of age. Welcome to the Art of the Album podcast, brought to you by Hypergallery. I'm Emily, and in each episode I will be interviewing an artist, photographer, or designer responsible for some of the most memorable cover images and some of the most unusual treasures to have graced record releases in the last seven decades. Original Influencer Bowie was a sort of Venn diagram. He gleefully absorbed influences, took new directions, pursued new ideas and collaborators, and in turn he has been a huge influence across many genres of music and the arts. So this exhibition, however simple on the surface, became, as is the way of pop, all about ideas of influence and inspiration, reverence and homage. To the power of Bowie. It's a pop art exhibition, so one of the big reference points is, of course, Andy Warhol. As I talked to Vincent McAvoy about the works and artists he's brought together here, we touched on the influence of Warhol, the control of a personal image and its evolution as it passes on through hands and generations, and other ideas that have come out of this grouping of five artists five years on from Bowie's death. We also get to hear from the other artists as they introduce themselves and the work they're showing for five years to the power of Bowie. And the beautiful thing about the digital element of this show is that it does go on. It will be accessible online for as long as we are online. So whenever and wherever you are listening to this podcast, you can visit the works at hypergallery.com forward slash collections forward slash power of Bowie. Vincent McAvoy brought the idea for this show to me back at the beginning of 2020, and though it deviates in part from Hypergallery's album art speciality, it was too much of a gem for me not to take it on. McAvoy's own printmaking has brought us dot pattern, colour overlay pop photos, and also blown up representations of vinyl singles, with their centre stickers instantly recognisable and epitomising an era of music output that crossed three decades about the object. And his work bounces off that of the other artists with whom he's identified an affinity, giving shape to this temporary collective. Beginning with David Studwell. I was working in um, a studio with uh, the same studio as David Studwell, and we were both silk screening a lot together on different different uh, images and um, I realised he he had a lot of uh, sort of Warhol inspired work and he'd done a Bowie print and he'd done other Frank Sinatra and he'd done the lovely uh, 40s ladies so um, I always remembered that and I, I thought well that, that's a really interesting picture. My name is David Studwell um, I've been an artist for for 20 years uh, my, my work explores celebrity and, and 
looks at the dark side of fame as well as the more superficial side. My, my mugshot series, which is a large body of work, um, often shows uh, these stars at the most vulnerable, um, sometimes the most defiant. And, and these, these private moments just become graphically public. Studwell picks up another interesting thread here, the star in control of his image, even at his most vulnerable. Of the five artists, it's perhaps only McAvoy's prints that capture Bowie off guard. I got a tip off from a guy on the Evening Standard just the night before that he was going to do a press conference um, at the Savoy. And he sort of disappeared. Um, the last time we'd seen him was like a Ziggy Stardust and all that drama and glamour. And uh, it was a bit of a shock. I thought, wow, you know, this uh, journalist said to me, well, why didn't you go down there with your, with your camera? Uh, just try and get in. So I phoned the Savoy up uh, first thing in the morning and they said, I'm sorry, sir, it's all too much for us. It's gone to uh, the Cafe Royal. And I thought, well, this is getting quite a big uh, event all of a sudden. I think it was about 10 o'clock in the morning. So I, I went to the Cafe Royal with my cameras and saw this huge crowd outside of paparazzi and cameramen and people pushing and shoving. And I thought, I'll never get a decent close-up which is the thing you want uh, of anybody that, that famous, if you like. Um, so I waited uh, just by the top of the stairs um, where he was about to come out into this reception rather than down in the, the foyer with all the uh, paparazzi guys because they just elbow you out the way and they have little ladders yeah. with them and they just push you aside. And that's when I took that... Uh, that picture that I used. And after that, he went into the um, reception area and he was panning around all the cameras like he always does, just staring straight down the lens. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a problem with press work. Your pictures are always the mm -hmm. same as everybody else's. And it went, wasn't until I went back over that first picture I took that I realised, um, you know, it, it looked kind of special. Although McAvoy's photograph is unposed, as it were, all of the representations of Bowie in this exhibition are out of Bowie's hands to some degree. In the Hunky Dory and Ziggy Stardust prints by Terry Pastor, Bowie has carefully crafted his own image, but only when the image is coloured by Pastor in such a way does it become what we all now recognise. Hello, I'm Terry Pastor. I created the covers for David Bowie's Hunky Dory and Ziggy Stardust album sleeves in 1971 and 1972. I've recently worked with Mick Rock, colouring with the airbrush a shot of David in April 72 at Haddon Hall, Beckenham. Uh, it's interesting as David is holding my artwork for Hunky Dory that was at that time his current LP. Ziggy Stardust wasn't released till June of that year, but as can be seen, he already has a Ziggy persona. This print was coloured exactly the same way as the Hunky Dorian Ziggy artworks with the airbrush. The Oh You Putty Things print is an alternate shot from the 1971 Hunky Dory photo shoot. Uh, at the time of working on both Hunky Dory and Ziggy artworks, you have to remember David was not a huge star that he would eventually become. Uh, this made it easier for me as I had no real pressure to create something special. It's amazing that these two album covers have become so iconic 
as at the time I didn't feel they were anything that special. But then, what do I know? Fifty years later, Pastor is bringing that material back to life with the prints that he is so meticulously crafting using the same colouring process with his airbrush as he used for the album covers. But this time, knowing that his work will not be reduced to a four-colour litho for mass production. Though that was no doubt an equal privilege. What he lost in detail, he gained in audience thanks to the success of his subject. And a word on that collaboration with Mick Rock, whose career began with David Bowie, for whom he became a key image maker. In Mick Rock's photograph, Bowie poses as prototype Ziggy, with the Pastor Hunky Dory LP in his lap. The photo has now been hand-coloured by Pastor using the same technique he himself used for the Hunky Dory sleeve. So it becomes a portrait about image making, changing, creating, controlling and affected by the hand of others. The Makos photograph, posed by Bowie, shot by Makos, and then incorporated into a screen print by McAvoy, is a rare collaboration for these two artists, and only possible because their relationship goes back to the time when McAvoy was at an advertising agency and would commission Makos. He had the Polaroid account for his agency and approached Andy Warhol on that brief, through Makos, who was acting as a sort of agent for him at the time. It's a nice story that you can hear directly from McAvoy in the video of our chat, which is on YouTube and on the exhibition homepage. Back to the print. It's gone through these different lives to become what it is. Gray's work is about precisely this thing. His material interventions make the subject of the image almost secondary. He takes images originally posed, but reworked through collage and scaling to become something new. About two years ago, I also uh, came across um, Gray uh, in um, through Instagram, really, and I thought, of course, these are really good graphics. He did a whole range of uh, uh, icons, and he had a really, I thought, they're unusual Polaroids. I thought, oops, and um, so I sort of hooked up with him, and um, you know, I always liked his work. And then I realised he'd done a lot of um, Bowie images and Warhol and he'd done Lou Reed and everybody in his own distinct style. Hello, this is Gray. I work about using lots of photographic media, such as Fujifilm Instax and digital photography. My practice developed into exploring pop elements, colours, image manipulation, dipping images into paint, digital recon photographs and applying collage editions, or recon techniques that take the image on a new journey. Gray's use of Fujifilm Instax mini photos is also a reference to Warhol, who used Polaroids so much and who played just as Gray does with the idea that if you take something small and make it really big, it becomes something else. I want to talk a bit about Warhol, who was one of Bowie's own inspirations, and who he played in the film Basquiat, as the print by Grey portrays. One of the prints in the exhibition is Bowie portraying Andy Warhol in the movie Basquiat from 1996, where Bowie actually wore one of Warhol's original wigs. So this piece is very personal to me, as it combines 
ailments from three of my favourite muses. Bowie and Warhol did meet. Bowie visited a factory in 1971. His song Andy Warhol was released in December of that year on the Hunky Dory album, the cover of which is also part of this exhibition in the form of Terry Pastor's print. It's, it's Warhol, actually. What does that say? Hole. It's hole. As in holes. Huh? Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. Like Hull. Hull. <laughs> Warhol famously said in an interview with art critic Gene Swenson that pop art was about liking things. And in a creative context, that might mean being inspired or influenced, reveling in, and especially referencing those things we like. Pop art has continued to thrive on that basis, really. And the spirit of Warhol is alive in so many artists that he's influenced, amongst whom we have David Studwell and Gray, who are both celebrating the thing that they like, David Bowie, through their works in this exhibition. My, my interest in Bowie actually comes from, from, from my childhood, when, when, I, when I was fascinated both by his image and his music. And I'd regularly buy his records uh, and was just generally kind of um, interested in, 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 in most of the things he was doing in, in music, in fashion, or also actually in cinema. My image in Bowie began with coming across the iconic Life of Mars video when I was growing up. I remember being mesmerised by his image, the hair, the makeup, the clothes, the colours, all against his white stark backgrounds. It was visually stunning. In the year that he died, so did Prince, so did Leonard Cohen and George Michael. And I remember waving that year off gleefully, only to come to 2020 and 2021, five years later, and a world we just hadn't fathomed. There are no gigs, musicians are having to find new ways of bringing their work to fans, playing from their homes, collaborating virtually with others, finding new ways to connect. But the importance of music and idols is as fierce as ever. And so we should really hear some of our artists' thoughts on their idol, David Bowie, and let them voice their feelings about marking this anniversary with our exhibition and the works they have on show. Yes, that's right. I mean, I put my print together. It took me a while to do my Bowie print, um, years in fact, because um, when I got the first picture, well, the first session of pictures, this picture, people kept asking me to, um, could they have a, a copy of it? And um, I eventually realised that, that that was a really good shot, you know, probably the best shot. <laughs> and then I started to make my screens up and um, Paul Smith asked me to do them for uh, his Paris um, uh, Fashion Week a couple of years ago. I mean, it's good that everybody went along with it and, and quite quickly um, you know, picked up on the idea and uh, thought we should do it on this uh, five years in. Um, the show Hyper Gallery is interesting to me um, because, you know, it's five feels like a good number. Five artists, five years since Bowie's death. Uh, and then, of course, the song Five Years um, that Bowie um, wrote, which is on Ziggy Stardust.
the Bowie mugshot piece that I created, which it, 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 it's a limited edition screen print that I, uh, that I made, um, quite, a, quite a low edition, um, making it kind of that, that giving it just that bit of extra special quality. Um, yeah, it's, it's a screen print um, I made using silver metallic ink. And, and then on top of that, you have a very bright orange red halftone of Bowie. Um, what's really nice about the silver is that when the light hits the, hits the piece, you get that kind of added dimension of, of the light bouncing back and you get a beautiful shimmer across the image, which is very nice. Bowie was arrested in 76. He, he, was, caught, um, he was caught smoking dope with uh, Iggy Pop in a hotel following a concert he did in Rochester, New York State. Um, what I do like about that image is that Bowie's got just a kind of smirk on his face and he's... Um, also looks just ridiculously good considering he's just been arrested and he, and he is, a, is in a kind of jail jail cell. Um, so that, that's a bit. That's that's it for me. A bit about the show. My name is David Studwell. Okay, thanks for listening. Reflecting on five years or Bowie's passing, he still continues to inspire across all creative industries, music, art, and fashion. And on a sort of personal level for me, I think he's taught me how to believe myself and to think outside the box. And I think that's what's happening with my, with my uh, creative journey. When Vincent got in touch with me last year by exhibition, it was a soul jest with his background history of working with one of my other muses, Andy Woho. This seemed like the perfect tribute and personally contributing to Bowie's legacy. I hope that is what we have done here adding our own contribution to countless others from around the world and paying tribute, five years on, to the power of Bowie. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Art of the Album. We will be back very soon with an episode devoted to painter and illustrator James Marsh and his cover for the 1982 debut Talk Talk album, The Party's Over. <laughs>